a member of Congress is expelled for the first time in over two decades. A successor for Dr. Janet Woodcock is named by the Food and Drug Administration. And the House of Representatives prepares to consider two health-related bills. For the week of December 4th, 2023, from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., this is Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. I'm Matt Duckworth. Ohio's 13th congressional district as well as in the state of Ohio, we have unfortunately been significantly impacted by the surge of the opioid epidemic, uh, impacting individuals, families, communities, local governments, uh, and all of us uh, in some individual or compacted way. Kicking off Uh, this week's episode with news from Capitol Hill, where this week, the House of Representatives is scheduled to vote on two health care related bills. The Testing, Rapid Analysis, and Narcotic Quality, or TRANK Research Act, as amended by the Senate in June, would require the National Institute of Standards and Technology to support research and other activities related to identifying xylazine, a compound used in veterinary medicine as a non-opioid tranquilizer, novel synthetic opioids, and other new psychoactive substances. The second bill, the Elizabeth Dole Home Care Act, would expand community-based services for aging veterans and aims to improve Veterans Affairs support for veterans and caregivers of all ages. Both pieces of legislation are scheduled to be considered under suspension of the rules. Before the pandemic, supply chains weren't something most Americans thought about or talked about. But today, after years of delay in parts and products, everyone knows why supply chains are so important. That's why then my first... That was the voice of President Joe Biden, who last week announced nearly 30 new actions to strengthen the nation's critical supply chains, including the establishment of a White House Council on Supply Chain Resilience. As part of this effort, the president will issue a presidential determination broadening the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services authorities under Title III of the Defense Production Act, to enable investment in domestic manufacturing of essential medicines, medical countermeasures, and other inputs essential to the national defense. HHS will also designate a new supply chain resilience and shortage coordinator for efforts to strengthen the resilience of critical medical product supply chains and to address related shortages. I remember as a kid that sense of wonder wanting to know why, try to make new connections that no one's been able to make, just seeing science happen, feeling science happen. So I was hooked. I knew I was going to do something around science. That's what I was going to do. That was Namanji Bumpus, who last week was appointed to replace Janet Woodcock as Principal Deputy Commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration when Woodcock retires next year. Bumpus has served as Chief Scientist of the FDA since June of 2022. During her tenure, she's played a key role in the agency's decision to remove Makena, a medication for preventing premature birth, from the market due to safety concerns, as well as in the agency's proposal to ban formaldehyde and formaldehyde-releasing chemicals in hair-straightening products marketed in the United States. Prior to joining the FDA, Bumpus served as the professor and chair of the Department of Pharmacology and Molecular Sciences at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. Her research career focused on drug metabolism, pharmacogenetics, 
bioanalytical chemistry, and infectious disease pharmacology. Bumpus will be the first black woman to serve as principal deputy commissioner at the FDA. In recent years, one of the big players to pop up in this space is, surprise, surprise, private equity. Giant private equity firms have slipped their tentacles across the healthcare industry, spending about $750 billion over the last decade to buy up everything from hospitals to ambulances. That was Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat from Massachusetts, who joined her colleague Richard Blumenthal, a Democratic senator from Connecticut, in sending a letter to U.S. anesthesia partners, raising concerns about reports that the company is engaging in anti-competitive practices that are reducing patients' quality of care, increasing prices, and suppressing worker wages. The letter cites an investigation by the Washington Post, which found that the private equity backers of USAP have engaged in a series of small acquisitions to consolidate market power and then use, quote, anti-competitive tactics to maintain its advantage, including restrictive non-compete agreements to prevent physicians from working for other practices in the area, cutting off choices for patients, unquote. The lawmakers assert that USAP, quote, is emblematic of the long-standing problems associated with private equity's involvement in our healthcare system, unquote and request a response from USAP no later than December 11th. Addressing COVID-19, the approach to the NIH is very similar to what we do with other emerging infections. It's a four-pronged approach. First, to study the fundamental knowledge of the virus itself, as well as the host response to the virus. The second is to help develop diagnostics and assays. That's the voice of former White House medical advisor Anthony Fauci, who's agreed to testify before the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic in January regarding his role in the nation's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Fauci will be interviewed by the panel on January 8th and 9th for seven hours a day. In a statement, Subcommittee Chair Brad Winstrup said, quote, Dr. Fauci was the face of America's public health response during the COVID-19 pandemic and his testimony will serve as a crucial component of the select subcommittee's investigations into the origin of COVID-19, coercive mandates, gain-of-function type research, scientific censorship, and more. Unquote. So instead, they decided to stop short of completing the process, going ahead and putting out a slanderous report, unprecedented. Nobody here's ever seen ethics reports of any other members who's been under investigation. But yet again, changing precedent for me, it seems that it's all fair game. So there we go. Final news, where the House of Representatives voted last week to expel Representative George Santos, a Republican from New York who you just heard, by a vote of 311 to 114, with nearly half of the chamber's Republican members supporting his expulsion. Santos becomes only the sixth House lawmaker to be expelled in United States history, and the first since former Representative Jim Traficant, a Democrat from Ohio, was expelled in 2002 following a conviction on federal corruption charges. The Santos decision followed a House Ethics Committee investigation into the lawmaker, which found substantial evidence that Santos violated federal criminal laws. Republicans can now only afford to lose three members on party-line votes due to their slim majority. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, will call a special election to fill Santos' seat within the next three months, 
with party committees nominating candidates to fill the vacancy. Former Representative Tom Swosey is one of several Democrats who have declared their intention to run for the seat in the regular 2024 election. In related news, if you want to view a running list of members of Congress who are retiring or seeking other office, visit our website at www.hhs.com, where you can view our weekly written policy briefing. The meeting will come to order. Welcome to the Ways and Means Committee organizing meeting for the 118th Congress. The Committee on Energy and Commerce will come to order. The chair recognizes herself for an opening statement. Um, and it's a pleasure to bring together the first meeting of the Finance Committee in the 118th Congress. Good morning. The Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions will come to order. All right, we did it. We end each week's episode with a call to order, where we lightning round congressional meetings and hearings in the near future that you need to know about. First, on Tuesday, December 5th at 10 a.m., the Senate Finance Committee holds the hearing, Drug Shortages, Examining Supply Challenges, Impacts, and Policy Solutions from a Federal Health Program Perspective. Second, on Tuesday, December 5th, the House Energy and Commerce Committee will hold a markup of 44 pieces of legislation. Third, on Wednesday, December 6th at 2 p.m., the House Oversight and Accountability Subcommittee on Cybersecurity, Information Technology, and Government Innovation hosts a hearing titled, White House Policy on Artificial Intelligence. And last, on Tuesday, December 12th at 10.30 a.m., the House Veterans Affairs Subcommittee on Health convenes a hearing entitled Staff Sergeant Parker Gordon Fox Suicide Prevention Grants, Saving Veterans' Lives Through Community Connection. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. For more information on this week's healthcare happenings in the administration and on Capitol Hill, you can visit our website at hhs.com and click on the Policy Briefings tab at the top of the page. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, including the Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Did we miss a story you wanted to hear this week? If so, contact us on Twitter at hhspolicy, and we may include it in our next episode. Have a great week, and stay healthy. Thank you.